The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, February 13th. We have got a fresh new post-Super Bowl PFF Jaguars mock draft. Really, a mock draft for the entire league. You can go check it out at PFF.com. Trevor Sykema does a fantastic job with the NFL draft over there, so definitely go check it out. But we're going to go through the Jaguars picks. This is a two-round mock, so not a full seven-rounder or anything like that, but Two picks. I think both of them are very interesting for the Jacksonville Jaguars, so we're going to dive into them here today, talk about uh, the way the boards fell, what I'd be doing in these situations if I think that these sense make, if these picks make sense for the Jaguars. Excuse me. If you enjoy the content here, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop. Dropping a brand new tee today, limited release, available for pre-order only. Throwback Duval football shirt. You can go check it out ginjag.com slash shop. So let's dive into these picks. Why not? 17 overall. That's where the Jaguars are currently picking in the, in the first round. They have the Jaguars, Trevor Sikama does, taking interior offensive lineman, center, Jackson Powers Johnson. And let me just tell you, I love Jackson Powers Johnson. If you've been watching this channel for any amount of time, you know I love Jackson Powers Johnson. He is in tier two of the prospects on my board. He is seventh overall currently for me. Um, in this class, regardless of position, seventh overall. Uh, so this is a guy I obviously value extremely highly. He's six foot three. He's over 330 pounds. He is an absolute tank in the middle of your offensive line. And he can play center. He can also play guard. So I definitely think you have good versatility there. Uh, he excelled at center in 2023 for the Oregon Ducks. He was unbelievable, but he played a good bit of guard. Uh, the year before, and uh, he, he showed that he can play guard at the Senior Bowl as well. So I think this is a guy with positional versatility on the interior. For me, if I was selecting him and, and running the Jaguars organization and coaching staff, I would probably just want to plug him in at center because I think that's where he is best. I think that's where he projects to be the most impactful uh, for any team, but especially the Jaguars who are really struggling at center right now. Uh, and this is a guy, look, he just turned 21 years old. Age is a factor in the NFL draft. And this is a guy that all of his tape is 20 years or younger, and all of his tape is dominant. He is really strong. He is explosive uh, out of his stance. He has incredible hands. He doesn't have the best length, right? But his hands are incredible the way he resets them, the way he gets them high and inside, um, and, and just controls controls the rep. And even when he gets in compromising situations, he has great recovery, great anchor. And then you talk about what he can do for you in the running game, strong at the point of attack. And he works to the second and even third level incredibly well, especially for a guy his size, again, over 330 pounds. So for me, I do love Jackson Powers Johnson. If the Jaguars land Jackson Powers Johnson at 17 overall, I'm going to be fired up about it. Like, don't get me wrong. I will. But in this scenario, 
that Trevor Sikma has laid out, Brock Bowers is still on the board. So is Jerzon Newton. Now, when I talk about Jerzon versus Jackson Powers Johnson, even though I have Jerzon Newton like one or two spots ahead of him, they are in the same tier in this class for me. I think they're both fantastic prospects. Uh, I mocked Jerzon Newton to the Jaguars yesterday. But I also would say this. If you're talking about passing on an offensive player for a defensive player in the same tier, is that the best you can do to help Trevor Lawrence out, right? Uh, Is that the best you can do to make sure that this offense gets back on track in 2024? Um, So for me, if I was weighing it out between Jerzon Newton and Jackson Powers Johnson for the Jaguars specifically, I would probably lean JPJ because they are in the same tier and you need to help Trevor Lawrence out. You've got to help him not have so much pressure up in his face right after the snap. And Jackson Powers Johnson is going to stop that nonsense pretty much from day one, in my opinion. Now, you could say, like I did yesterday in this example, uh, you have Jerzon Newton at 17 overall. And then you trade back up to ensure that you land. Yesterday, we landed JPJ in the 30s. But ensure you land one of the top three center prospects, which is JPJ, JPJ, Zach Frazier, and Graham Barton. Um, I think all three of those guys project to be longtime starters. I like JPJ the most. I love the physicality he brings and the total package that he has. But uh, that's one way you could look at it. We'll say well, centers probably aren't going to come flying off the board in the first round because they usually don't, right? So you could say, yeah, maybe we trade back like we did yesterday, land on Newton, and then um, move back up to get our guy at center. That's definitely a possibility. There's a lot of different ways that this can shake out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But for me, bottom line, I would be happy about Jackson Powers Johnson at 17. I would not select him over Brock Bowers. Couldn't do it. Brock Bowers and Marvin Harrison Jr. are in a tier of their own for me at the top of this class. I think they've both been dominant for a long time. They both, I mean, Brock Bowers dominated the SEC at 18 years old. And he dominated the SEC for the last two years after that, right? This guy is unbelievable in terms of his explosiveness off the line, his overall speed, athleticism, the way he can change direction, the nimble feet that he has at over 230 pounds. Uh, incredible hands, incredible toughness. He will block his ass off as well. I know that there's some talk that he can't block. That is absolutely not true. Uh, There are myriad examples of him doing a great job blocking uh, against three, four outside linebackers, against uh, middle linebackers, weak side linebackers, safeties, corners. Uh, Yeah, you get him matched up with a big defensive end. Is that going to go well for him? Probably no. I mean, which tight ends in the NFL right now that are good receiving threats can handle that type of matchup consistently? There aren't many of them. But he does a really good job uh, setting a wide base in, in his blocking assignments and using his length. He gets high and inside. like He has better blocking technique than a lot of the um, actual linemen in this class. So I'm not here for any of that talk that Brock Bowers can't block. Now, is that the main reason you're drafting him? No, you're drafting him because he can be an offensive engine. He can be a guy that you run your offense through. And pairing him with Evan Ingram, with Doug Peterson, calling plays, more or less. Obviously, Press Taylor's a play caller, but Doug Peterson and Press Taylor designed this offense. I think if you talk about giving 
Trevor Lawrence that type of skill set, I, I can't pass on that. And I'm willing to risk maybe missing out on JPJ and then making sure I, I land one of my other centers that I want to land in this draft. Or, again, you could address that need in free agency. Uh, I'm just not passing on Brock Bowers. I think this is a franchise-changing player uh, for an offense. I think he would be by far the most consistent receiving weapon that Trevor Lawrence has. And then the fact that he can also block at a fairly high level means that defensive coordinators have to account for that. Is he blocking? Is he going out for a route? What are we doing? And you move him around the formation in the backfield. I mean, this is a guy that scored five touchdowns as a runner for Georgia. You move him around the formation, put him in the backfield, put him at H-back, put him at inline tight end, put him in the slot, put him out wide. You can also have him in motion, and that creates chaos for defenses. I think Brock Bowers is just too good to pass on. I think he's a franchise-changing prospect. So, in summation, I would be fired up about Jackson Powers Johnson at 17, but I could not pass on Brock Bowers, personally. Would I be pissed if the Jaguars do that? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'll say what I'm saying right now. I would not pass on Brock Bowers for Jackson Powers Johnson. But I love Jackson Powers Johnson, no doubt about it. At 48 overall. This is an interesting one, too. Another prospect I really like, wide receiver Lad McConkey out of the University of Georgia. Um, I love him. He is so good. I mean, he separates at an incredibly high level, very difficult to cover. And I think and you, you talk about the modern NFL, you're w- worried about guys getting off press coverage. But in the modern NFL with bunch formations, with motion, I think there's so much you can do to mitigate press coverage. I think Lad McConkey is going to be able to separate at all three levels of the field. I think he has very good hands. I think he's tough. He's never going to be the most physically imposing, but he can go out there and give good effort as a blocker as well. But for me, his game is pretty similar to Calvin Ridley's. Um, they're similar size, similar uh, just play style. You know, they're guys that create separation. And they're not guys that are really going to go up and be tremendous in contested catch situations because they don't have the the mass on their frame. They don't really have the the height, the length to be those type of players. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking about adding another guy that can separate at an extremely high level, that's never going to be a bad thing. It's not like they're completely redundant skill sets. You can have them out there on the field at the same time. Um, but is it is it exactly what the Jaguars absolutely need in this offense? I'm not sure. And we don't know if Calvin Ridley's coming back either, right? He's said to be a free agent. We'll see how that plays out. But I would be excited about the Jaguars landing Lad McConkey. But similar to what happened at 17 overall, the way the board fell here, there are some players that I would prefer over Lad McConkey. One of them is wide receiver Roman Wilson, who is in a similar mold. I think he brings a little bit more grit and, and strength to the football field. But, you know, similar size profiles. I think Roman Wilson's faster. I think he's harder to cover. I think he has better hands. Um, and I, I think he's just a little more physical. Brings more of that to the football field. Just played in an offense at Michigan where they weren't passing the ball a ton. 
So yeah, Roman Wilson, I would have over Ladd McConkey. I would take Javon Baker over Ladd McConkey right now. Wide receiver out of UCF. He's 6'1", 208. So he brings something the Jaguars don't exactly have. He has that physicality. He, he can play on the boundary and he can go up and get the football at a high level. He's an explosive football player with strong hands that can absolutely make a lot of contested catches for you. But at the same time, he can separate, right? He has loose hips. He can sink his, his weight and, and plant and change directions at an extremely high level. Uh, so this is a guy that I value as a, as a starting outside receiver at the NFL level and a guy that I think is going to start in the NFL for a long time. Can't wait to see how he tests because we don't really know the 40 long speed uh, situation with him. Is he in the four fives, low four or high four fours? How's that going to look for Javon Baker? But that's a guy that I think can play football at a really high level in the NFL. Then there's some other positions. I mean, at corner, I have Renardo Green and Kyrie Jackson ahead of Ladd McConkey on my board. Those are two guys that I think if the Jaguars are going to want to play a lot of press man, man coverage, um, with Ryan Nielsen coming in here as the defensive coordinator, they both make a lot of sense for the Jags. I'd take Adisa Isaac over um, over Ladd McConkey right now as well. If you're talking about bringing in a third edge um, and you don't do it in free agency, or even if you do do that in free agency, having four good edge players is never a bad thing. Adisa Isaac has a tremendous base down skill set on tape, and he he showed a lot at, at the Senior Bowl, and he's shown flashes throughout his career young career as a pass rusher. He has the length. He has the get off, the explosiveness, the bend. Um, and he's starting to put together more of a real pass rush arsenal and pass rush plan to where I think you bring him in here and you pair him with Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, whoever else you have this year. And that's a good guy that you, you could definitely develop. And again, he can come in and play on base downs for you immediately. He is such a good run defender and he's a really smart, active a hardworking player. So those are some guys that I would take over Ladd McConkey. But look, as I've mentioned, I love the two players the Jaguars land, right? I think they're both going to be really good NFL players. Um, they're, they're players that I would, I'd be excited if the Jaguars had them here. Again, looking at the way the board fell for, for Trevor Sikama here at PFF, these are not the picks I would be making, but I would be in, I would be, uh, very happy about them. I would applaud them overall. They're just not exactly what I would do. I can't pass on Brock Bowers at 17 overall. I can't pass on some of the other prospects we talked about at 48 overall. I mean, Zach Frazier's still on the board. Obviously, you're probably not taking Zach Frazier and Jackson Powers Johnson to play on the interior. I mean, you could draft JPJ at 17 to play guard and, and Frazier to play center or vice versa. I think Frazier is more pigeonholed at center than than Johnson is but uh, I think probably either of them could do do play guard for you I think that's possible I like both of those guys I like the idea of really saying hey we're taking this interior offensive line stuff seriously we're protecting Trevor Lawrence up the middle that's where he's had the most issues just guys not getting the job done in pass protection not getting any push in the run game. I could see that certainly as well. And I have Zach Frazier currently as a top 20 prospect. So he's another guy that I would have valued ahead of a Ladd McConkey. But again, Ladd McConkey, Jackson Powers, Johnson, you bring in these guys to help out the offense. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I just don't know that you have, um, 
you've gotten the most value out of the picks that, that, that were available for you. But really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Again, you can check out ginjag.com slash shop. We got a new drop hitting the market today. Really appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.